are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I'm glad to be with you, and I'm looking forward to this because it was just last minute. We've been accustomed in the past to having a drive-in service. We had a beautiful grand piano out here. We had the remaining part of the platform. And uh, that's been used for other things now. But um, no piano tonight. No music tonight. I'll be with you about 30 minutes. And I'll have you on your way tonight. We were not expecting this moment. But uh, here's where we find ourselves. I do want to, in a few moments, just get to some Bible. Give us a verse or two. Have prayer with you. But I tell you what. I wish you could feel what I feel right now. I have, I have longed for this moment today just to see you. And I don't see all your faces, but what a beautiful sight. Brother um, Cooper was mentioning the weather. It's extremely cloudy here in the Silicon Valley. I believe there might be clouds, but the vast majority of it is fires. And um, it's been real gloomy real dark the lights on the parking lot have been on all day with the timer on the buildings uh, it's an eerie feeling but you know God's in control he's always in control and um, I, I want to come to you tonight without a piano without music without specials and uh, just talk to you from my heart just uh, uh, before we look at some scripture just several statements I want to make to you First, I want to say that as your pastor, I come to you tonight really, truly with a peaceful and a positive heart. My heart is so full of peace. My flesh, once in a while, is full of turmoil because of the struggles we've had being in our building. And I just believe that God gives a peace that can pass all understanding. And if we can't believe that in the difficult times, uh, certainly we cannot believe that in the good times either. I have a positive heart tonight. I believe God is in control of everything. There's no mistakes with God. Everything that passes my, into my life is filtered through the hand of a Heavenly Father. Secondly, I truly want to assure our church that as God's people, we truly do believe we have the right to assemble and to preach and to sing and to fellowship with God's people. And, and what we face with right now are serious issues, but in God's perfect timing, we'll be there again. I do know that this Sunday, I'm gonna ask you to come like this. And we're working with the county on all of these things. Thirdly, I want to say we are trying, as leaders of this church, we are trying within our power to do everything that's biblical in response to authorities that are over us. God's Word 
the Bible, this book that governs our life. God's Word commands us to obey authorities. That's God's Word. That's not the Baptist doctrine. God's Word says to obey authority. God's Word says to respect and show honor to authority. God's Word says to live peaceably with authorities. God's Word says to pray for those in authority, for kings and for leaders over mankind. So that's our responsibility. Again, I don't wish anything evil to happen with authorities. Number four, I want you to know it's our duty. It is our duty to be honorable witnesses of our Lord Jesus Christ. We see that in Stephen. As he preached about the Lord, folks were saved and folks were healed as Stephen preached the word. Satan did not like it. And soon he had his crowd. I believe he smiled and said as he was stoned, Stephen cried aloud, I see Jesus. I learned that course in 1966 at summer camp. I see Jesus standing at the Father's right hand. I see Jesus yonder in the promised land. Work is over. Now I'm coming to thee. I see Jesus standing, waiting for me. If in adversity you cannot see Christ, then maybe you don't know him like we should, myself included. So I believe it's our duty to be a gospel witness to our leaders, to our county, our health director, uh, the authorities, the lawyers, the governor. I, I long for the day if any of those and others in authority are not saved and not assured that heaven is their home. It is my prayer that this church could have a, a testimony that would win them to Jesus Christ. For Jesus said, I'm not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We believe tonight, number five, that we have a twofold protection. One, a constitution, and two, a command from God that we're to assemble together. Number six, I'm asking the leadership and the members of this church these days, I'm asking you to fast and to pray. Pray for our government. Pray for our leaders. Pray for the election in the fall that God would give safety. God would bring a unity back to this country. That we would place a pledge one nation under God indivisible. I'd like to see us as a united people again. The United States of America. Right now as these planes go over we're under the flight path. We're going to have to battle that every four, five, six minutes. I just, nothing I can do about it. I want you to pray that we'll suffer if that's what it's going to call for as a Christian. Not think it's strange, the Bible says, concerning the fiery trial that shall try you. I want you to pray that God will cause us not to ever surrender our faith. Number seven, I want you to be here Sunday morning, 1030.
and 6 p.m. And all God's people said... I want us to be in church. I want us to be here. You know, in the Bible, Abraham met at Bethel. It was just really a place where he met by himself, but it's called the house of God. The Jews then had a temple. The entire Jewish people circled that temple. Three tribes at the north, three tribes at the south, three tribes at the east, and three tribes at the west. And as the tabernacle moved, they moved as a unit. The center of their life was the tabernacle. Then God gave us the temple and worshiped to God in the temple. And God said in the book of Matthew, Upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Next, I want to say, and lastly, I am convinced that our Lord is watching over everything. Our Lord sees what we're trying to do, and they see what authorities are trying to do. I might be foolish. I'm sure, certain I'll be called that. But I believe that, I don't believe that the authorities deliberately want to hurt us. I don't want to believe that. Another plane. It's very difficult to try to preach and communicate with people when you contend with that. But that's where we are right now. I, I want you to know that I am going to bring you up to date every day or two or three with videos. What's going on here? I'll meet with the officers. But at this point, and I'm going to bring you up to date, snappy, snappy uh, videos, quick videos, but here's where we're at. For our friends that are watching all over the nation and around the globe, literally, and there's a numerous amount of people tonight that are watching, more than usual. I know in the states here, live last week, there are over 70-some thousand, but I know there's many more than that tonight. I'll keep you up to date because we really believe there's some issues we're standing for right now. I promise you I will give you updates Undoubtedly, our attorneys will give you updates. But we're going to try to do it with a gracious Christian spirit. To all the little boys and girls that are stuffed in your vehicles tonight with mother and dad, I know that many children have been afraid. Not just our kids, but in the neighborhoods where I live here, many of our children that don't even attend our church are afraid. We cannot go to school again. They're worried. They're bothered. They're frustrated. I know that our bus kids, by the thousands, are really concerned and bothered. And I know our own children here. I want to say a word to you kids. When I was a boy, 
I'm going to say about 1955 or 1956. We learned this Sunday school song in 1956 at Mrs. Daniel's Sunday school class. Everything's all right in my father's house. In my father's house. In my father's house. Oh, and that house over there too. Everything's all right in my father's house. Where there's joy, joy, joy. Kids, all these difficult circumstances pass. This past week was the anniversary of the end of World War II. It lasted from 1939 to 1945, six years and one day. Those Americans and those people around the globe, they must have thought, as nearly 80 million casualties. They must have thought, will it ever end? But not only did it end, but God gave great prosperity because after the war immediately, I was old enough to know shortly thereafter, after the war immediately, houses began to pop up all over America, post-World War II houses. I can go in these areas, I could say that's a World War II house. They just look like World War II. Beautiful little cottages built in 1950 and 51 and 52 and thereabouts, up to 57 especially. Businesses began to thrive. Families were happy. Churches, the great church history in America, churches exploded. I mean, just grew substantially by the thousands because they had experienced war. And now they're back in a place called freedom. Folks, this too will pass. It's an amazing thing in my Bible. I'll get to scripture and then we'll close. My Bible this, re this year was I read through it. I've seen this statement before, but I've underlined all of them. And it came to pass. It always comes to pass. This, this COVID will end one day. Everything that we're facing as a church, and you'll learn more about it, it will pass. But by the grace of God, we're going to be Christian people, gentlemen, godly women, yet stand for our Christian faith and our religious liberties. Tonight, as we close, the Lord's given me this thought. And it's not a message. I'll just read scripture. And Isaiah, Isaiah preached for 62 years. He preached the first 39 years, pleading with the people, come back to God, come back to God. You're rebellious in your heart, he said. Your heart is stony and cold, full of iniquity and sin. He pled for 39 chapters. There are 39 books in the Old Testament. Nearly all 39 deal with come back to God. But his tone changed when he got to chapter 40 because the latter part of 39, they finally went into bondage. It had been too late now. And the next 27 chapters, which mirrors the 27 chapters, books in the New Testament, he begins by saying in chapter 40, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. 
Anybody can have comfort when the sky is sunny. Oh, it's not very sunny today. But the sun will shine again, I promise you that. When my parents went through the Great Depression, the sun would shine again. My grandfather went through World War I. The sun would shine again. My parents went through World War II, and the sun shined again. And it's going to shine again. These are great days, good days. You're going to find God is more real today than ever. As I, I read the stories, I've preached about Daniel in the den of lions. I've preached about the three Hebrew children. I've preached messages about how Jeremiah went to prison, and they've always moved my heart, but they're speaking to me entirely different when you're the storm. And may I say what they do? The book of Psalms brings me such comfort that I know I'm God's child. So here Isaiah writes, and he sees the children, and he sees what he calls the youth, and he sees the old men, and he says, He giveth power to the faint. That word faint is in verse 28 as well. Chapter 4, 40, verse 28. In chapter 40, verse 29, He giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall fall. And I know suicide is high on the rise right now. I mentioned Sunday that 25% of young people 18 through 24 in the last 30 days are so depressed as a result of this moment we're in, they have thought about suicide. That's hopelessness. There's much to live for, young people. I'm so excited about what's ahead. The best really is yet to come. But they that, they, but they that wait, if you're like me, I'm not good on waiting, but I promise God that I'm gonna wait on His command. Through the night, I had to wait on something. I had to make a decision, and I waited on God. And through the day, I've been waiting on God. And wait means to just calm down and be still before God. Anything you fight in your life, any battle you face, and what we face as a church, it's always God's battle. It's not ours. And we begin to take up whatever issue you face and you make it your battle, we'll always be defeated because the battle is the Lord's. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You'll have strength when we wait on God. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I plead with you these days, don't faint. Don't cave. Don't give in. The day will come, and here comes a plane. I beg of you tonight, please don't 
faint. You say, well, what's all going on? I've asked you to fast and pray. Fast and pray. We've faced many moments in this church for 45 years that we've been here, my wife and I. This is a big issue. It's very concerning. It's concerning for this state and it's concerning for our nation. I'm very burdened about it. But that song, he's still on the throne. He is still on the throne. I leave you before we have prayer with the next chapter, verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I believe at least by Friday I should have my first video to you. I may have a couple for this week and give you bits and pieces of trying to instruct you where we're at, what's going on, and what's next, what's happening. By the way, something I cannot even instruct you tonight because we don't know yet. But I do know that tonight was the right decision to move out here. Let me try that again. I do know it was the right decision tonight. There's another plane. It doesn't bother me. So I ask you just to pray and fast. God has always been victor. He always has been. As we are prepared to pray, because of the shutdown, I told you on Sunday, we shut down way last February, March, excuse me. Our college lost $800,000. Our school lost several hundred thousand dollars. God's people made it up. I don't come to the nation and the world to get help to keep this thing open normally. We did a study in the first semester of our college because we're shut down. We're teaching classes online and our income has stopped in many areas. I want to remind you tonight, I want to remind you that we're 481,000 short this first semester in just the college. I'd like to see us make that up quickly. I mentioned if we could get 500 people to give $1,000. In Miracle of Miracles on Sunday, $34,000 came in. So we reduced the 481,000 to 447,000. It's going to come. I promise you this, and to many of you, I'm an old man now. It's not the way I thought these years of my life and my wife's life were going to be spent. But the Bible says when I'm tried and I'm purified, I shall come forth as gold. God's trying to purify the wicked old heart of Jack Treber. When gold is tried, all the impure minerals and all that's in the gold 
comes to the top. God's going to be victor, friends. I promise you that. I promise you that God will win the victory in every area. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.